Welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. This is a podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Uh, you can finally, your demands have been met. Uh, you can stop <laughs> emailing in. We know this episode has been long requested. No, I think I'm dreaming. I feel like I just woke up <laughs> from a dream. And this, is a, this is a part two episode of what, Will? <laughs> What are we doing? Uh, Princess Connect uh, has a longer <laughs> name. Princess Connect Redive, Redive uh, Origins or something. I think it's, it's just Redive. Yeah, just Princess Connect Redive. Oh man, uh, this game is kind of insane. Around the time of VGM Con, Carlos and Alberto and I were uh, looking up some videos of this game, and it's uh, it's borderline not a game. <laughs> just because like so much of it it's like you, it has like an auto fighting system mm-hmm. where you can just like let the characters fight each other and then it's <laughs> and just about to the collecting music. different artwork and stuff yeah and just listen to the music it's pretty i mean it it did give me a, an idea of like oh this is why there's so much like really intense action music because the animation is beautiful and mm. the, the way these fights look is pretty amazing well also um, i think they're trying to tap into the the spirit of the anime um and so in some ways it's a maybe a glorified <laughs> anime game um and actually some of the composers that work on this game are also working on the anime as well um such as even um yasunori nishiki and uh higashi Oji and, and some others but but yeah i, I don't... have to say i couldn't imagine being more excited for a topic it's like when i saw it was like oh princess connect part two is that possible is there more music like <laughs> honestly for such a we, weird obscure game i can't believe it's, that- it's surprisingly it's possible there's so much music in princess connect because there's two officially released volumes of the soundtrack each having multiple discs we could probably have four parts and one thing i'll say about the quality of this episode this is a part two episode this playlist is still better than 90% of the playlists that we have. There are tracks in here that, Will, you might like even more than the first episode, and some of our listeners might be the same. Just so, you know, so many amazing tracks. You know what makes me so happy about this is, uh, you know, there was that really nice article um, that was written about us several weeks ago, and I was mm-hmm. reading some of the comments. And like anything on the internet, if you read comments, like you're bound to find lots of like hateful, negative stuff. But right. there's this one comment that I remember in particular, where basically this person just looked at our last like four or five episodes, and they saw uh, the Princess Connect one, and they're like, "What even is this? I've never even heard of this game. This is so stupid." Well, you should listen. 
listen idea to of, it. Like, two weeks later, we do another episode on Princess. The Connect. only reason we are is because the music warrants it. It's absolutely phenomenal. Um, you right. guys might be a fan of Yasunori Nishiki. You might know his music from Octopath Traveler. Um, you're going to be in store for some more great Nishiki jams today. There's five Nishiki compositions on this playlist today. Some of them also kind of reminiscent of that Octopath vibe. Um, he loves his but, Gaelic uh, music. Please, if you haven't listened to our first episode on Princess Connect, absolutely oh do it. I mean, the music to this game is phenomenal. I mean... it it was maybe one of my favorite episodes that we ever recorded. Just yeah. I was so blown away by every aspect of the music. It was so versatile and stacked and well performed and amazingly arranged and really interesting production techniques. Yeah, uh, the word fusion comes to mind, particularly um, for not in the way of like the genre of fusion, but the idea of blending and mixing different styles of music together in a really authentic way. It's probably the best use I've ever heard of a uh, of a more modern rhythm section with an orchestra in any kind of musical genre whether it's just music or whether it's for films or video games uh i yeah i can't say enough about the music to princess connect so i couldn't be yeah and also a fusion of human beings coming together over over 20 composers i don't know the exact number honestly because volume one and two there's different people actually that are contributed but yeah at least 20 if not more composers worked on this massive game one of my favorite scores i've ever heard let's get into it what you guys heard was the delightful track little princess and similar to last time most of these titles i just had to use online translation um and so the the titles are not going to be perfect uh they're a little bit rough but yeah little princess that was composed by akihiro honda who's also a composer that works on the anime apparently of princess connect so that's cool all right let's move on let's play a yasunori nishiki composition this one is called A Beautiful Rose Covered in Thorns. You guys are listening to the gorgeous tune, A Beautiful Rose Covered in Thorns. This is composed by Yasunori Nishiki from the mobile game Princess Connect Redive. And this is the second time we're focusing on the score, playing tracks that, that we didn't get to include last time. And I'm not saying these are worse than last time. I mean, it's, it's, it's completely subjective. 
So there's some of these that that Will might like even more than this in than some of the stuff we played last time, but. Yeah, it's absolutely crazy you when you look at You keep singling me out. I, I don't know if I need to be nervous or excited. What what? Why do you think I specifically would like these more? It's not you specific. I just feel like there's so many great tracks in the score, and I tried to pick my, my top favorite last time, but there mm. were so many ones that were like tied for like the same spot that uh, I'll just be curious to get your reaction today. But yeah, th- this is a great start. Man, this is beautiful. Yeah, one thing we didn't mention, at least I don't think we mentioned, is uh, kind of the... F- I mean, we, we alluded to just how many composers there are, but that... Um, and we talked about this last time, that Kohei Tanaka wrote the main theme, yeah. and I think it is intended to kind of be almost like the spiritual leader and the literal leader of the project. Yeah. And he sort of set the tone for um, what the I think the style of the music could be. But the thing is, is there is no one sound of Princess Connect. The one through line is just quality. That all of the music is exceptionally interesting, original, um, beautiful. There's so many wonderful melodies. And every piece of music goes far beyond, you know, if it's something that, like this. There's a Mm -hmm. lot of elements of this piece that feel a bit like a pastiche whether it's to oh, sort of sure. like a, a tango dance or, you know, you'll have a piece of that's maybe like a classical waltz or maybe you'll have a piece of music that's sort of like a rocking, But it's taken seriously. I mean, track. with yeah. the performance, with the arrangement, I mean, this is such a great piece of music and it is sending up a tango, but it does it so well. But everything goes past the pastiche or goes yeah. past the cliche. And that's something that um, not definitely not every video game soundtrack in this kind of cut from this cloth is able to do or is even trying to do and it, right. again it just it's so fascinating to me why this seemingly obscure at least relative to an american a mm-hmm. seemingly obscure game and definitely a game that's not about action oriented gameplay um yeah. at least not one that you're inputting a lot of controls and it's not this sprawling rpg um, it, it's fascinating to me why this has not only so many outstanding and complex, a very expensive sounding <laughs> recordings. It does but boggle the mind. Also it's got to be. And it's got to be popularity. As Zach was mentioning on Twitter that at least the anime has exploded in popularity, and so I imagine that trickles down to this game as well. Um, but oh my God, what a great start to the score! Let's keep going. There's so much good music to get to today. Um, all right, this one, this is a fun one. This one is another kind of devious one. Uh, kind of this flamenco guitar style kind of starts out sounding like the Dark Pit battle theme, but then it's a very different piece. Uh, this is called Secret Organization, composed by Tsubasa Ito.
going back to the score and this drummer. I love this drummer on the Princess Connect score. This is Secret What's Organization. What's her name? Isn't she someone we, I'll we found? I'll, check like, her I'll look YouTube up her channel. name. Yeah, uh, in a second. This is Secret Organization, composed by Tsubasa Ito, which is a great piece of score. It's kind of a background piece in some ways, as far as like there's not a lot of moments of melody. Um, but those when those hits come in with the full ensemble, it's just so exciting. The drum fills are, are really exciting too. Yeah, this is a great well, piece of music. I think what's interesting, just in terms of functionality, most of this game soundtrack does require background action music, so to speak. And like I mentioned, yeah. it has sort of an automatic fighting system where I think you're able to kind of um, play it maybe more like a turn-based RPG and choose kind of certain attacks, but there's also like an auto-fighting system where you just watch the characters battle and collect stuff. So the music needs to... And we talked about this with our Final Fantasy VI episode where RPGs, especially turn-based RPGs, have sort of a different merit for action music because you need to underscore the fact that there's conflict, yet it can't be too driving necessarily or it can't just be... Because it's not like an action boss fight. There's like yeah. a contemplative moment where not everything, the whole time you're not throwing punches and dodging, you know, axes and things like that. It's a little bit more, you're making decisions and stuff. And what I love yeah. about a track like this, it kind of reminds me of that like dark pit battle from... Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's what I was saying. Uh, it starts out like, like Kid that. Icarus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where it's like, I, I like that it it's go, it's in such a different genre, but yeah, when that brass comes in, I, again, I'm just so happy to be back in the world of this whole sound <laughs> team. <laughs> Me because too. Because every, everything about this track, it's really, again, it's interesting, uniquely composed, but this all these instruments were so well engineered. The brass sounds great. The drumming, not only the performance, but just the way it was mic'd, the way everything's mixed. So often we listen to a soundtrack and it's like man this music's great but i feel like it's driving the compressor too much and yeah. oh, i don't really like the way that the drum sound blends or doesn't blend with the orchestra or you know they were able to use um orchestra for these tracks but this is all virtual instruments or th- there's always something that i feel like could be done better and with princess connect i just i feel like i'm always at a loss for words and then it's like i'll hear one amazing track and it's by one composer, and then I'll hear another track that I love maybe <laughs> and even more. And it's the same quality, too. Yeah, it's crazy. So the drummer here, this amazing drummer, her name is Senri Kawaguchi, and she's a jazz and fusion drummer. She's only 23 years old, um, and she's an absolute monster. So, yeah, I look forward to hearing more of her work in the future. Let's move on. We're going to go back to uh, Yasunori Nishiki composition. And this is kind of a classic Princess Connect battle theme, at least in my mind it sounds like that. This is Princess Knight... Let's take a listen.
You guys are listening to Princess Knight, composed by Yasunori Nishiki. Yeah, this is a classic Princess Connect battle theme. And it's classic Nishiki battle music. It really reminds me of his work in Octopath Traveler. Um, yeah, so if you're a fan of that score, this is the gift that keeps on giving here. I, I can't wait. We, we shared some of this music with the guys from the Hit Points. Um, and yeah. so I... I I don't know. I mean, I hope everyone's safe, you know, during quarantine, and maybe they have a chance to make music together. But I, I would love to hear them cover uh, Princess Connect too. Yeah, we showed them that uh, track "Aim for the Top," which is another Nishiki track, which is just like straight out of Octopath. Oh man, yeah. Right. Okay, let's move on uh, to another track, another composer. This is by Kazuhiko Sawaguchi. And this is a track called, at least translated roughly as Raji Raji. Here we go. You guys are listening to Raji Raji, an absolutely gorgeous piece of classical music here, composed by Kazuhiko Sawaguchi. Another example of going for a particular pastiche or a send-up, but doing it so well that it just exists as a great piece of classical music. A wonderful performance. I mean, there's so many JRPG scores that would kill for a track like this. And Princess right. Connect, it's just kind of selfish. Like, it has so... It's a glutton of a score. I mean, it just has so many tracks of this quality. Yeah, this is this is a really nice change of pace. Yeah, it's this is beautiful. I love that it's such a... It, it kind of is this interesting... It blurs the line between several eras of classical music. It sounds right. baroque because of all the counterpoint, yet some of that dissonance in the beginning... Um, almost reminded me more of modern music, like yeah, wasn't that film a cool music. combination? It was so villainous. It Yet felt the way fresh. Those dissonant chords do kind of resolve, so you could think of them as suspension. So it might e- work technically in a broke sense, but to me, like when I hear the harpsichord and some of the ornate decorative phrasing, like it makes me think of a little bit like later, more like fancy people. Yeah, me too. Posh, I, I, I absolutely music. loved the the melody on the flute. Uh, uh, the, the choice of going for solo flute in the performance of it, absolutely beautiful. Yeah, what a, what a great piece of music right there. Raji Raji. Um, I think that's the only track today composed um, by Sawaguchi, but another person to really look out for. Jeez. I'm okay. really looking forward to the uh, Higashi OG oh, tracks. Oh, yeah. Because and here's he was the thing. my favorite composer. Me too, from man. Last and here's week. the thing. Just spoiler alert, guys. We have a lot of his tracks to come. We have, let's see, one, two, three, four. 
We have six Higashi Oji to come in the playlist. And what was so exciting for me is I literally didn't know because all of the information of the score I had, the titles and the artists was all in Japanese. And so I didn't know what any of these artists were until after I made my final playlist. Then I went online and typed in, you know, the characters and found what it actually was. And so I was so excited every time I typed in a character and it came up is Kenta Higashi Oji. I was like, oh, yes, you know, no wonder he made he made so many tracks on the playlist. Okay, let's move on. Uh, this, oh, this one, I like the title of this, uh, how, how it came back in the translation, To You and Beyond. I think that's really pretty. This is again by Akihiro Honda. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to To You and Beyond, composed by Akihira Honda, a knockout piece of music. One of my favorites so far of the day, and it really reminds me of Japanese film music when it opens up to the full orchestra. Right. And it's, it's that great combination of like folk music, Japanese folk music, mixed with uh, more of like a filmic kind of an energy to um, just really beautiful whistle performance um great arrangement great composition yeah this is beautiful oh it fills me with so much hope and excitement mm-hmm. for the future um I, I love the instrumentation i love the imitation in the melody um it, it, it i i think it's a great effect when you have a, a melody that's strong because of, of a very select number of pitches um, right. yeah, da, 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 da. What's great about that is the basis for a melody. Just thinking as like a film composer, if that's your theme, right? You can have kind of like how this one has, um, but you could also slow it down and turn it into a ballad. And because the pitches themselves are the catchy bit, it's not about a rhythm. Here, the melody is presented with totally even rhythms. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love melodies like that because they're so versatile. You can play, you can twist them around, you can color them in different genres and in well, different one thing styles that I hear, as you would need. 
One thing that I hear in the score is I hear the excitement and the creativity of these composers. And I think part of that is they're they're knowing that they're going into this project that is able to be recorded professionally and mixed and polished. And they almost have anything they want at their disposal. And a piece like right. this, I feel like that really affected the composition. I feel like knowing yeah. that he's going into this, okay, we're going to be able to do this in a studio with all these players some of them recorded individually and mixed to perfection i mean it's just had to have been such a fun i think the one thing that makes me sad about something like this is that in any other game a melody like this would be such a standout and could really carry the whole thing i'm telling you it's selfish that's the (laughs) one thing that i feel like is it's it's almost too bad because this melody deserves to get to be like the centerpiece of a project because i'd love to hear the piano ballad version and i'd love it's the strongest example i've ever seen of an embarrassment of riches it truly is embarrassing it's too much i wish that just a few of these melodies were to be taken away from the score because it could totally it would survive just fine without we it. benefit getting to listen to it as a playlist of music but yeah. as a as a score and in terms of like the power of how melody and music can characterize one specific person it's almost this game's almost like an overwatered plant it's yeah. like there's there, there's too much of a good thing i don't know that it's necessarily a negative in the game but it, i definitely can't see why it's all necessary and there's like a part of me that just wishes like couldn't you save this for i would you love know, the next if, season of a, the tv show or either that something or i would love if other games would just take certain pieces from this to use in their upcoming games like oh we need one more <laughs> really great ballad oh let's just use that to you and beyond Oh my god, that's so Wouldn't good. it be great if we went back to like a silent era film mm-hmm. style of me where people are just like dropping in, you know, yep. music from different things. <laughs> well, let's go back to uh, a one-two punch from Yasunori Nishiki. This is a really fun piece. Now, uh, this is called Lansol, which I believe is a character in the game. Now, we played near the end of last episode, uh, the part one, we played a track called Lansol's Comrades. And so I imagine that thematically this is related to that. This is a nice Gaelic fun piece of music called Lansol. Let's take a listen. Castanets, man. Love it. You guys listening to Lansol, a really fun, delightful piece of music by Yasunori Nishiki. Just really makes me want to dance. God, everything about this is just masterful. I mean, I love the music itself. I love the recording and the performance. Even take those those rhythm acoustic guitars. I love that they're double tracked. They sound smooth as butter. 
Oh my god, yeah, this there's there's so many things to say. I don't even know. It's I'm also overwhelmed I mean, by this. It's so well engineered and mixed. There's no yeah. mud to any of these mixes like that. They all have such a polish, yet they yeah. don't fall into some of the the tropes again. Like they're not overly compressed or like ex the, the EQ so isn't like overly exaggerated. Yeah, it's like I'm just I, I don't know. It's rare to hear. I mean, I can't think of another example where every piece of music in all these different styles is not just this well composed but this well engineered and this well mixed i mean i guess you could say the the engineering and mixing is about the same level of quality as like other kohei tanaka projects yeah. like the gravity rush but i think the music is so much better and more consistent more consistently exciting that's what's and crazy and is what other score would we have two parts in literally every single piece of music and i know that happened with the first episode and it's so far it's happening today every single piece of music we absolutely love and well, feels like in any like, other playlist would be the best track when you have 20 composers each making like 10 tracks as opposed to one person having to do like 80 that there mm -hmm. there's going to be more inspiration to each individual entry and but it That's also true. just happens to be that these are all amazing composers i mean yeah on paper if you said we're gonna get you know like 50 different musicians to come in and be like ah like i would yeah. say no to a pro i'm like i don't want to be involved with that many. like how can you have any sense of cohesion is anyone going to be working together but it's like yeah this is like some crazy super group of, but it's like, I haven't heard of most of these people other than Yasunori Nishiki, who still is like, I see as like a relative newcomer. It almost right. frames Kohei Tanaka as like the Hans Zimmer of Japan, yeah. where he just like has all these other young, talented composers kind of like mm -hmm. working on his team. Uh, it's, it's kind of insane. Just a stacked team. Okay, let's move on to another Nishiki track. This is classic, folks. This is just straight up old school JRPG battle music. It's so fun. You guys are going to love this. Let's take a listen to Crossing Swords. <laughs> You guys are listening to Crossing Swords, composed by Yasunori Nishiki from Princess Connect Redive. God, this is so classic. It, it, it really, it almost makes me laugh how classic Nishiki this is. Like, this reminds me so yeah. much of his Octopath battle. He loves doing those halftime B sections, doesn't he? Where the drums right. go to the halftime beat, and then all of a sudden comes back to the double time. It, it's, right. it's very effective. God, this is good. Well, it's interesting. It's, it's something that I feel like a lot of... Um, 
composers in this type of style do. I mean, it's something you and I have done in lots of projects working mm-hmm. on video game music. And I, I think it's like, the, what I love about Yasunori Nishiki is, I feel like he, of all these composers, he's limiting himself more than anyone else. It to, it, he feels like, for whatever reason, all his music feels confined to the genre of game music, which I yeah. love. It's so charming and old-fashioned, and it's like, he's writing everything like compositionally like it's gonna be a capcom nes Mega Man theme or like it's like a super nintendo yeah RPG i totally know what you mean thing. i mean his level you know? of taste and maybe restraint is is really inspiring and, and it all right. sits on a shelf together all of his music well yeah because all of the stuff is like catchy and, and simple and more elemental where yeah. some of the other composers are almost going in the other direction and it's all really cool and i like yeah. that i feel like if it were just nishiki I think I would get a little tired of it in the same way that if it were just like Kohei Tanaka, I might not get the fix that I want of each individual style. What I love about Nishiki is, um, and it's something that I love about many great like younger artists or composers that are able to learn from people that came before them mm-hmm. and can find genuine excitement and inspiration through the same group of influences. For instance, it's like, if you look at the elements of this track from a musical level, it's like, okay, it's this sort of Dorian mode vamp that we've heard a million times in games. But it's like, this melody is spun so honestly with so much confidence. And then with this really great driving arrangement, and I love the kind of solo violin with that sort of, Oh, grizzly yeah. fiddle energy like there's a there's a rugged quality to the playing mm-hmm. that i feel like there, there's something in dorian that nishiki gets that other composers uh i mean everyone experiences music differently and i feel like the way nishiki seems to use that particular mode is in a very classic video game way but it's also very scalar yeah he gets a lot of mileage out of it too yeah and it's just so exciting it feels so good man Well, I'm excited to move on to the first Kenta Higashioji track of the day. Um, Probably the most talented composer in this amazing group. Um, This is cool. We're getting into a little bit more of like a menacing kind of uh, territory here with this one. Marty and I checked out, he has a SoundCloud of some of his original just compositions like oh, cool. he wrote this like symphonic piece that was like so wow. beautiful and yeah, i should check that out like a real talent well yeah this one's a little bit more menacing it's called minotaur so you know think of that that half bull half man beast get that in your head and we're going to listen to this minotaur by higashioji
Just incredible writing here. You guys are listening to Minotaur, composed by Kenta Higashioji. And he's just on another level, isn't he? Yeah, there's just so much to talk about in this one. I'll, I'll give it over to you, Will. I know that you have some things to say, but I was so impressed by this track. Yeah, there's. I really love the vamp that he establishes. It's. It, it mm-hmm. has a very like Western film music kind of quality to it. It really um, does. Very cinematic. Uh, I mean, the use of some of the percussion elements. A bit of um, a militaristic vibe, at least from that vamp. Definitely, definitely. Um, and I also like the way that he's able to sort of modulate up and then find his way back to the original key for the loop. Yeah, that was via this very Williamsy sort of dark and dissonant slash chord. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really smart. Uh, I, I love finding interesting and complex harmonic ways to make a satisfying loop point that doesn't just have to stay fixed in one key. Right. It's something that's sort of a fun challenge for a composer. And this is one where I'm like, I've never heard that exact kind of technique to get back to a I mean, key. And how, how about that oboe? That is just delectable. Yeah, all of the playing here is so great, but the oboe part is very... I mean, the, the performer needs to be commended because it's a very dexterous part with a lot of quick notes and a lot of chromatic flourishes, which, uh, I mean, any oboist listening would probably be marveling at that because uh, so many... That kind of thing is quite difficult to do on the oboe because i mean it's it's such an old instrument that so many of the fingerings um were more kind of envisioned around much more diatonic music or music functioning in one key so really chromatic Mm. and tricky passages like that sometimes can be very technical to pull off where it's like for like a saxophonist or something it yeah they just they make it sound easy there all of the players every single player you heard in that track was was amazing on their instrument yeah great arrangement great recording um and a fairly short piece of music too um all right let's move on to something very different this one is a lot of fun it's kind of that public domain latin sound will you're going to get a kick out of this one we have another new composer today at least it's hironari saito And the track here is translated as Greedy Girl on the Beach. score never fails to surprise me and this track's a great example just when you think you know what the track is the violin comes in (laughs) the trombone comes in (laughs) the organ takes it back and it's this really fun mixture because you have this um, sounds like a soyo oka mario kart (laughs) yeah it does but then you have this like 
you know, I think intentionally kind of crappy electronic drum samples that sound like they're from like Fruity Loops or something. And but it but it really works with this track. There's a silliness to this to this track, and um, I just love th- the choices that Saito made with where to include real instruments and where not to. Just just a really fun piece of music. Yeah, I love the versatility of these composers in this soundtrack, that it can go in so many different styles. And again, it's so dazzling from a production standpoint as well as a compositional standpoint, because a piece of music like this requires a very different type of finesse to the mix, because mm-hmm. it's going for a very different genre. So, you know, a, a, the piano on this track is compressed very differently than it would be on a more, I don't know, rocking orchestral thing and all of the instruments have sort of a a little bit more of a dry quality to it but again it's just everything sounds so good you're not hopefully not thinking about any of that when you're listening to it you're just it sounds so easy breezy and natural yeah yeah this is this this should win some sort of like video game oscars or something yeah it's crazy all right let's move on to um another yasunori nishiki composition the last one of the day actually this one is called Alma. I really love video game music. I mean, the video game music that we focus so much on the podcast, what I love about it, and this is such a good example, is it's just not complacent. It's not comfortable just just doing one thing. When you think you know what it's all about, it takes a turn, and that happens a couple times in this track. Uh, It's just got a lot of imagination. This is Alma, composed by Nishiki. This one is also fairly virtuosic. That piano arpeggio is not easy <laughs> yeah there's like what what i love nishiki's music has sort of a cute quality to it regardless of the emotional content of mm-hmm. the piece there's there's something accessible and innocent about his music i think it goes back to what we were talking about that there's such a clear referencing to um music from video game music's past um and I think there's, while a piece of music like this doesn't necessarily strike me in that same way, I do feel like his sensibilities as a composer 
are a little bit more to have kind of a direct idea. I don't just mean like a really basic catchy melody, but I mean the the, the types of expression with him are less about mood and atmosphere it's and sound. It's something that and, grabs you right away. Yeah, it's more yeah. about just lots of notes and very kind of, I don't know, very something confident. you could write down, pencil to paper, that yeah. type of thing. It's less about like the way that you're going to, you know, blend this kind of electric bass with this and do some weird production thing. Like with his stuff is just more, um, you know, in your face right away, which I, is absolutely, yeah, wonderful the way that he does it. This is maybe my favorite track of his that we've played today, just because I think it's the most original. So often his mm-hmm. music to me feels like a really loving kind of... F- fun pastiche a little bit i mean more specific than that because what really is a pastiche to you know video game music right Um, especially in this style it's like it's not exactly the same thing as doing a pastiche to like a tango or something um but this piece of music just feels totally staggeringly um unique and i think yeah yeah, i agree with what you said that it's not complacent and it's also all this music just feels so earnestly written. I don't get a sense of kind of like that anyone's phoning something in or just well, yeah, even, leaning even into a, a cliche easy, breezy or anything. piece of music like that uh, greedy girl on the beach. It's still taken seriously. And there's a really high level of thought put into the recording and the arrangement and the performance. Yeah, just just really great stuff. Well, we have, let's see, one, two, three, four upcoming Kenta Higashioji compositions and any one of those in my mind could be a contender for a track of the week um, and so let's keep that in mind and we'll decide as we go this next one uh, by that composer is called 10 Tapas <laughs> let's take a listen This dude is a madman. Kenta Higashioji, my favorite track so far of the day. Uh, This is uh, translated as 10 tapas. Oh my god, I could spend the whole day talking about this. You really kind of should because, (laughs) oh my god, every 10 seconds it takes such a turn. There's so much going on. I don't even know how you would begin to compose or produce this. Jeez, this is out of control. 
Yeah, he, what a staggering original he is. I mean, he just, he seems to have, I don't know, somehow... It's like Batman, this is like Batman, the, the original Batman series music, but like, went in a time machine and is on some sort of hallucinogenic drugs. I have no idea. It's just, it's well, so it seems cool. Like he's it sounds like Incredibles too. It seems like he's absorbed decades, maybe even centuries of music <laughs> and has this like fluid way to kind of unite it all into this yeah. seamless form of like really high energy music expression. That's the best way I can think to Didn't describe it. Didn't you think it. there are parts of because this that remind you of Because there's stuff in here that remind well? me of symphonic music. Yeah, and there's stuff that sounds like, you know, blues or old TV music. There is like a Lalo Schifrin kind of quality to some of it, but it's, but also, it's also much more gnarly. It's, it's much more um, symphonic in some of the approach to the arrangement. Oh my and then God, there's also good. like, you know, crazy shredding distorted guitar. And I mean, it's just, there, there's nothing that he can't uh, dun, make dun, work. Dun, 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 dun. And it never feels like a, a hacky overdone idea of like, hey, let's have an orchestra and have a drummer play yeah, it, on it. it it's just, in, it's absolutely insane how many things he throws at the wall and it all works. And it's incredibly zany. It's very, very zany, these ideas. But they work so well. Well, I feel like what he's been able to tap into is that, like, if you listen to a lot of great composers, uh, especially, like, 20th century, you know, more modern composers, I guess not modern now, but someone like Bartok or Stravinsky, or it's like, sometimes when you listen to the way that they'll use the orchestra, it's like, it kind of rocks a little. Like, yeah, yeah, it's dissonant and gnarly, but, like, so is a lot of, like, metal. Um, So what's cool about what I feel like Higashioji's doing is he's letting the orchestra really shred and play, and everyone's kind of this united front, and that's why it doesn't feel cheesy, because I don't feel like the orchestra is limited by this kind of basic guitar vocabulary. That's a great point, Will. Every single person playing on this insane track, and there's a lot of them, are all playing with the same energy. It doesn't matter if it's a violinist or if it's a drummer or an electric guitarist. But it's also cool, like, I feel like everything is written within their idiom so the way that the orchestra rocks is the way that an orchestra can rock it sounds more like 20th century or like film music yet when the guitar is rocking yeah that just sounds like classic shredding guitar everyone then you have the elements element, you know? like you have the elements like the drums and the bass that are the bridge between everything which is so effective right and i mean yeah this that that drummer i can't remember her name you, you said it earlier but um, she is Senri. amazing on everything she plays because she adds a level of subtlety. Senri Kawaguchi. Again, not playing into the cliche. She's a great fusion drummer with so much taste. It never feels like overly flashy, look at me, but there's such Just detail in the and nuance to it that I've almost my never favorite kind heard of virtuosity. in any kind of yeah, blended symphonic drumming. Normally, I feel like that stuff is so prescribed, right. but here I feel like she's responding to, she's responding to the little subtle subdivisions of what the orchestra's doing and accenting these things the way like a great jazz drummer and and, might, and she's really elevating it here i mean it's yes it's a very exciting track already but she's just making the excitement off the charts well guys that is the track to beat in my opinion so let's see if we can beat that as we proceed next piece of music is by a new composer on the list so far today this is ray ishizuka and this is a beautiful piece let's take a listen to oasis in the sandy sea
Well, that's beautiful. You guys are listening to Oasis in the Sandy Sea. This is by Rei Ishizuka and really dreamy stuff. A lot of really pretty colors uh, in this. Just very pleasing piece of music. I feel like this this is one of the tracks that could work um, in other media too. Could work in a show or a film. Another one that actually does remind me of Japanese film music. Um, but yeah, this is nice change of pace. This composer definitely brings a very different style. There's sort score. of a bubbling, euphoric excitement element yeah. to this piece of music. And it's another example of the the blending of almost a symphonic tradition with a slightly more like pop music oriented tradition. Because the gestures yeah. that the orchestra is doing are all very sort of like impressionist or like late romantic era gestures. Some of those trills and those beautiful arpeggios and scalar runs like it Mm -hmm. feels like the orchestra's in its element if you took all the rhythmic rhythm section guitar and drums and stuff out it would just sound like this glorious you know revel or you know it would just be very evocative maybe yet when you kind of ground that in this like sort of 60s 70s sounding like double tracked almost psychedelic guitar and it's emphasizing this progression with a lot of slash chords that it doesn't really go it, it never gets to its destination you know it it has a wandering quality to it yeah but yeah. you're you're just enjoying the ride the whole way because it's so pretty mm-hmm. and i really love the harmonies and the like will's mentioned kind of the doublings in this track yeah ishizuka uh the tracks that and we have one more actually two more of his and they definitely have a different energy. I mean, he was a great addition uh, to this amazing group. Well, guys, uh, we're going to go back. The Madman has returned here. This is another Higashi Oji track, and it might be my personal vote for track of the week. It's kind of a toss-up here. This one is insane. Let's take a listen to... <laughs> and the title couldn't be more fitting. This was translated to Jack O. Pudding <laughs> from Princess Connect. Here we go. God, Kinta Higashioji is truly unlike any other composer I've ever heard. His music is unlike anything I've ever heard. I mean, you're listening to this very epic filmic piece of music, but with a drum kit doing doing the hits, there's something so perfect about that. An electric bass doing these hits, 
and it's this perfect bridge between so many different styles. The, the distorted guitar doing the dun 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 dun, dun, dun which is a very kind of Williamsy, epic filmic idea. Having that with distorted guitar in this rock uh, rhythm section, as well as the orchestra, it's such a beautiful marriage. And and oh my god, I just it's truly unlike anything else. Yeah, it's I I, I he is just. Yeah, what an imagination. It's such a great qu- quality to have someone who's clearly such a trained composer that so understands harmony and orchestration and arranging and writing and performing in but so has many no different limits. styles. Absolutely yeah, no limits at all. The kind of imagination and the of almost like a Tim Burton-esque creativity or uh-huh. just throwing things at the wall, trying something different. Um, yet with the craft sense, it's the ultimate mixture of the craft with the yeah, true well, artistic. I don't know if you hear it in, in Higashioji, but it's almost like he has, you mentioned Burton, but he almost has Danny Elfman's imagination like turned up to 11 with like maybe a, a very different. Well, he has like Danny Elfman's imagination with kind of, I don't know, the the facility, frankly, of uh a great classical composer. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like that one may have topped 10 tapas for me. What what's your favorite so far, Will, of the day? I don't know. I mean, I know it's going to probably be one of his, but we still have more to listen to. All right. Well, we're going to have to decide as we go. Let's move on to another Rai Ishizuka track. This one is very beautiful. Let's take a listen to In Search of Lost Memories. You guys are listening to In Search of Lost Memories, composed by the wonderful Rei Ishizuka, which he really brought a really nice and kind of needed contrast of energy, especially contrasting Higashiyoshi's like insanity and just kind of balls to the walls music. A lot more stripped down, um, but very beautiful, taken very seriously. I-, I really like this. Yeah, this is gorgeous. I love it. It feels like lots of different things are. What's interesting with all these different composers, they clearly have different styles, but the music all sits together. Um, Part of that it, is the production, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, we heard that harpsichord in that track, Raji Raji, which was 
we mentioned kind of like this more faithful Baroque send up. Mm-hmm. And this track isn't like that at all, yet by using some of those elements and it has some similar elements, I mean, this Dorian progression and this kind of scalar old fashioned folk melody. Yeah. And then that kind of folk flute. Yeah, that there's we heard one thing on that we track, mentioned like, last you and time. Beyond, it all kind of gels everything together. And this, this reminds me of the Atelier series is there's a lot of folk influence in the score and inclusion of that kind of music and that energy into the score. So there's a lot of pieces that have that whistle with a lot of reverb and it's going to be using Dorian mode and it's kind of what you want for an RPG. But I just love uh, when that's kind of subverted and when they take that and they, they still turn, they still go to a direction that you might not be expecting. And so many other scores would just do that that thing at face value and wouldn't necessarily go further. That's what I love about this score. Yeah, there's so much that I love about this score. Um, it's just, it's cool to have all these composers at the top of their game really trying something different. And it feels like an there was like, must have been a clear mandate of really go for it and do whatever you felt like you weren't allowed to do on another project. Yeah. Um, God, it's so good. It, it almost feels it's like inspiring. more like an album. Like it just seems like these composers are just writing what they want to write mm-hmm. rather than like having to do like That's a piece a great of point, commerce. Will. Like when, you you listen, when you listen to this music and based on what Zach has told us, it doesn't sound like there was a lot of oversight as far as like, oh no, I want you to change that. It really seemed like they were left to stretch out and do their thing. And that's what it, it sounds like. It's sounds like they're making music that they want to make and it's their just creativity oozing out of them and that's that's what we're what we're hearing now will if you're a fan of beautiful melodic orchestral music in the vein of super mario galaxy then you are going to love this next track it is also composed by kenta higashioji kind of a slightly different style for him this one was beautiful i really was reminded of the mario galaxy series with this track i'm excited to show it to you it's called new departure I mean, this is crazy. It's almost like Higashioji graduated from the school of Mihito Yokota or something, and this is almost a textbook Mario Galaxy composition. It, it, there's everything about it. Melodically, the arrangement, the rhythms, the the, the vamp, uh, the, the kind of B section that strips down to just a woodwind. It's 
It's amazing. Well, you know, to me, it actually feels like more of a textbook, like Kohei Tanaka. Like, this reminds me a lot of Gravity Rush. And there's a lot of similarities between the two, which we've talked about. Particularly the arrangement, the way he uses the trumpet, the the use of the tubular bells at the end of the loop there, the use Mm -hmm. of the xylophone. In some of the chord changes, kind of the chromatic bass voice leading with, like, diminished chords has a little bit more of, like, a... Just a different harmonic quality, but th- I mean, there is so much overlap. I totally hear mm-hmm. why it sounds like Mario Galaxy. I do feel like he is trying to go for Kohei Tanaka, though, and I think I see Kohei's that. been writing this kind of, you know, melodic driving orchestral music for decades. I think you're um, probably, probably right about that. That kind of style I really probably love, predates I say, Mario I Galaxy. I love hearing this uh, from Higashioji because I feel like. Again, he's still injecting just a little bit of his unique voice into this. I mean, it's to right. me, it's much more of a textbook piece than almost anything else he contributed right. to the score. But it's like you know what this person is capable of, and this yeah. also proves that it's like there's such chops behind it. There's oh such taste and skill and craft, especially yep. the ability to know how to write for the orchestra, how to create a melody that will be moving and that will soar in these different instruments. And writing orchestral music's difficult. There's so many things to consider, uh, as well as just writing interesting musical ideas for all these instruments. Sometimes there's a risk so many composers will Hmm. overwrite and feel like everyone needs to be doing something constantly all the time, or they'll underwrite. Or And then you also have to consider instruments' ranges and where they sound best and how things project. And some composers don't do that well, so then you can kind of tell because they artificially have to dial certain things up in the mix. Yeah, this music feels so natural here. That's why it reminds me of, I would, yeah, Mario Galaxy or Kohei Tanaka, because it's like when they're writing for the orchestra, it's not that sort of synthetic modern Hollywood orchestra. Right. It's like a real organic symphony orchestra just playing more modern accessible music. Well, I'm excited for this next track because it does remind me of modern Hollywood film music. However, there's a lot more creativity, a lot more really interesting ideas here. It has the epicness. It has the the bombastic quality of modern film music. But it's almost like if there was a gritty reboot of the Mario 3 airship theme. <laughs> it's almost like what you'd get in this. This is called, at least translated to, Island Whale. Again, composed by Higashioji. Let's take a listen. That is just outstanding. You guys are listening to Island Whale 
a really effective use of 7-8 in the orchestra. This is Kenta Higashioji. Moments of this uh, do remind me a little bit of that, that awesome Koji Kondo airship theme, particularly with the low brass harmonies. It, it's a devious piece of music, very emotional, very heavy. So, so good. Yeah, this is wonderful. Uh, talk about a great use and a very symphonic use of the orchestra. Uh, I just love Higashi Oji because he's, he's so the best. versatile. I mean, he can just write a really faithful kind of don the cap of a great classic orchestral composer. You don't, it sounds like you don't know do his true identity. You don't know what does he right. really love the most. <laughs> I feel that way. I mean, that's what makes him a great media composer. I could say the same about you know someone like Henry Jackman. You yeah, because you'll listen to him do like Big Hero Six or Wreck It Ralph, and then you'll hear like his score for that King Kong Skull Island movie, and then you'll hear him do like Captain Phillips, and it's just like such a chameleon. Because sometimes right. they're choosing to express with very pure melody, sometimes they're doing a pastiche to an older style, sometimes they're doing crazy new stuff with like weird blended electronics and rock meets orchestra. I right. mean, I think people with that kind of capability and versatility that see all music is kind of tools for them to express, they're doing what they're meant to be if they're working on games and movies and television because that's where you have the freedom to kind of use all that stuff. Well, I think it's time to decide track of the week. I think we've we've uh, we've we've heard the options. For me, I would I'm still go going for that with 10 tapas. For me, I was thinking the Jacko Pudding or the Ten Tapas. It's it's yeah. really hard. I think I'm gonna. I would vote Jacko Pudding. Why don't you familiarize yourself for a few seconds here and tell me what? No, I'm fa- I'm familiar with both of them. Um, I I like both. I think they're equal. So we can do that one if you like. All right, the track of the week today, guys, is Jacko Pudding. <laughs> oh my god wow okay let's move on we just have a couple more left today this is another ray ishizuka composition it's called watchtower This is so good. You guys are listening to Watchtower, composed by Rei Ishizuka, and a little bit more of a bombastic, uh, at least compared to his other tunes that we've heard on the playlist. Definitely going for a more epic sound here. Um, So it's cool. He didn't just do the really soft, restrained pieces of music. Um, Yeah, he's he's a great composer and great arranger. A lot of really solid ideas, uh, really kind of deft at, um, you know, moving between those ideas and, and different instruments. I liked this. Yeah, it is it is a little bit difficult 
<laughs> Transitioning away from Higashioji to almost anything else, it I don't want to say it's underwhelming, but like you just get this level of insanity from his well, music his, that his going stuff to is this, just so different it's yeah. like it's it's the same thing it's like i was saying nishiki's stuff is all very accessible and sort of simple and direct a little more by the book and books, higashi yeah. oji's is all just it's all about the craziness it's all yeah. about the novel new ideas of I, I almost think he gets a little bit excited by what have i never heard before a little I've bit never excited. heard an orchestra do this <laughs> he gets very very excited yeah, yeah. but i really think ray ishizu uh, is such a talented craftsman and really has really a beautiful uh, sense of melody and harmony. And this music is all very has a nostalgic, melancholy. Well, one thing I'll um, say about uh, Ray's music it. is it seems maybe the most like emotionally serious uh, of the Princess Connect music. Like it's it it does not belong in Princess Connect. It it absolutely it belongs in a very serious kind of dark game or film or or project like that it's it's very emotional but at the same time i don't know i think he does a really good job of blending with the other styles of the composers i mean i feel like he's trying no, to no no take... he does i'm just I, what i'm just saying is that the the music is it's so potent that like the type of game that princess connect is i don't know it's, you it's kind of what you said before princess connect i mean maybe it's really <laughs> deep and makes you think about your life differently <laughs> One can only hope. All right, guys, we're going to end the day, other than the play out, uh, we're going to end the day on a really peaceful tone. That's literally what this track is called. It's called Peaceful Tone. It's really beautiful. You guys are going to like this one. This is composed by Takamitsu Ono. Here we go. God, that's beautiful. You guys are listening to Peaceful Tone, composed by Takamitsu Ono from Princess Connect Redive. Truly an embarrassment of riches. This is the second full playlist we focused on the score, and honestly, we could have more. 
Uh, don't know if we'll do that, but at the very least, I might share a couple more on like a show and tell here and there or something like that or Mercado Radio. But oh my god, I always have a great time listening to Princess Connect music. So thanks for indulging us. Will, did you, did you enjoy yourself today? I did. It was such a treat to get to jump back into the world of this music. Uh, to connect. This, this with game the world. is. Yeah, I mean, it's my favorite sound recent soundtrack in of you know of the last several years i mean i I just i I can't think of anything else in my mind that really comes close like i I, it's in a league of its own yeah i i genuinely like this is better than maybe any nintendo soundtrack i've heard for a long time this is better than any kind of like really artful western austin wintry kind of thing it's better than it it, it just it's so good it has kind of everything i would want in a video game soundtrack it is slow beautiful anyone it has really catchy melodies i mean i feel like rocking you know i feel like if i took anyone's taste anyone's particular set of things they love in music and i went through the score and tried to whittle and find that I feel like everybody would be able to find a handful of tracks. Well, that they I don't would know adore. about every. I mean, it literally doesn't have every single genre. There's not like <laughs> lo-fi hip hop or something. Well, I don't know. Just wait till part three, man. They could do it <laughs> if they wanted to. I'm convinced these composers could do anything. <laughs> oh my god! All right, guys, we're gonna play you out uh, with a really solid track. It kind of reminds me of of some of the classic battle themes we heard in part one. It's another Higashioji theme, um, and so it's just a really exciting, rousing battle. It's called The New Frontier, so definitely stick around for that. Again, like these playouts are... Normally, this would be one of the best tracks in an episode, but not the case. Jeez, this episode's long. (laughs) We've been recording for a while. We have. That's what happens with Princess Connect. All right, guys, thank you so much. We're going to get out of your hair. I think that's it. Anything you got at the end, Will? No. I don't think I just stay safe, everybody. Hope you're all healthy. Don't be too eager to, you know, run out and rejoin the world. Everyone needs to stay safe. So we love you. We we're wishing you the best. Thanks so much, everybody. Have fun. Okay. Uh, What do I normally say? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Have a great week. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Oh, damn it. (laughs) What is this, like seven years in and I can't get the ending right? I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. I'm reading off note cards. See you guys. Peace out. (laughs) 